Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to today's day. A blessed opportunity to deepen and align our connection to the universal presence of infinite mind wherever you are enjoying this listening. Together, let's give thanks for the many blessings we enjoy this beautiful fall, rainy morning from our gracious creator of all things seen and unseen. The crisp blue sky hiding behind the clouds, the birds that sing in the rain to engage our ears, the colorful fall foliage dotted with drain raindrops to engage our eyes, and this sacred space of Teze lovingly prepared for us to deepen our connection with one another and to the abiding divine presence in our soul. This peaceful presence I call God. It is eternally available, inspiring, guiding, and protecting us as we sit in this stillness together, aligning our hearts with that divine nature in whose image and likeness we are made after, defining who and whose we really are. Wow. Breathe that in. Take a moment and fill with that presence. Together, we encircle this sacred space with light, life, love, and peace. We are whole, perfect, and complete. Our minds are free of thinking and tension. Our hearts are wide open. Our ears are quickened to the whispers of our divine companion as we sink into the innate peaceful presence to hear and focus on the inspiring words of our Reverend Diana. I know divine order is always working through love and law for our good. And I know today we are blessed with just the right and perfect words to inspire and direct our next steps into our greatest good in all circumstances. With a renewed, committed focus, we are blessed. This morning I give thanks and gratitude for our personal connection with each other through the power of the spiritual energy fueling these words to hit the mark with grace and accuracy, knowing with confidence that all prayers are answered. I lift these words from the altar of my heart for each one of us into the creative <coughs> process of infinite mind, knowing it is done as we believe. I call it done, and together we say, and so it is, amen, aho. Good morning. If you are new with us here today, either in the house or online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart. And I welcome you home to our independent interfaith community, where we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. And I welcome you home to your own Mystic Heart where all of your own answers lie. We are only here to help point you in the right direction. 
And so now letting go of all that has come before this moment, we begin by taking a slow, deep, cleansing breath. Fully arriving in the here and now. Gently closing the eyes if we're comfortable with that. And allowing yourself to relax body, mind, and spirit. Allow yourself to be completely still. There is beauty in stillness. Can you feel it? There's nowhere to go. There's nothing else to do. There is nothing missing, nothing that needs changing. All is well. Feel and know the wholeness, the completeness of this moment. As you allow yourself to be carried by the meditative tone of Teze, allow the music to take you deeper as you Allow the beauty and wholeness of this moment to sing through you. Song into my heart. Oh. 
shine your light. Shine your light in me. Shine your light into my heart. Oh, wonderful spirit. Shine your light in me. Shine your light into my heart. Oh, wonderful Pour yourself in me. Pour yourself in me. take a moment now to honor our connection with all of life. Together we envision a web of consciousness, a life force, a holy presence that surrounds and infuses the planet. Each one of us a point of light, reflecting our radiance to the countless beings that share the space and time with us. Every human, every other than human creature, every plant, the network of life that lives beneath the soil's surface, invisible to the naked eye, all of it, the light of spirit at work. The rocks and the minerals, the water and wind, the stars and planets, all alive, in relationship, forever connected by our coexistence at this time, in this place, forever one in spirit. As we share time in prayer and meditation, we're leaving an imprint of beauty on the world, a ripple of wholeness whose effect we may never know, but we feel its presence. As we come together, we set an intention that each one of us is, a sacred, is in sacred service as the hands and the feet, the heart and the voice of God. That each one of us feels and embodies and lives from this intention. And that as a community, we use this time to move the world toward a more kind, just, and loving expression. This morning we use our shared time to experience the truth of who we are, 
we begin by asking, what does it mean to be in service to the whole? Each of us wants to know when this particular parenthesis in eternity is done, that we left the world more beautiful than it was when we arrived. Beauty is a quality of spirit. It is the natural state of all beings everywhere. The divine spark shining in and through all that is expressing and experiencing its own beauty, experiencing its own radiance as all of creation, constant and yet ever-changing. It is that beauty, that perfection, that is expressing and experiencing itself as you as me. As each of us comes to know our inherent beauty, we recognize the unique gift we have to offer the world. Dr. Ernest Holmes was a spiritual evolutionary who lived and taught in the early to mid-1900s. His teachings contributed to the development of the New Thought movement and helped to pave the way for the universal interpretations of sacred scripture that are emerging and gaining momentum today. He, among others, encouraged us to delve more deeply into the mystical aspects of our lives and our world. And he encouraged us to question all that we thought we knew. From his book, Can We Talk to God?, I offer you these thoughts. I believe that God is universal spirit. And by spirit, I mean the life essence of all that is. That subtle and intelligent power which permeates all things and which in each individual is conscious mind. So from this standpoint, God is not an entity, but an essence, the life essence, the power and the intelligence at the heart of all that is. He continues, I believe that humankind is the direct representative of this divine presence on this plane of existence that the relationship between God and the individual is a direct one, and that the avenue through which the spirit expresses itself to us is through our minds. Our ability to think, to know, and to act are direct channels through which the universal spirit flows. In other words, source shows itself differently in each and every form. In human beings, it expresses through the self-reflective quality 
and capacity of the conscious mind through the intuitive and feeling senses and through the capacity to take direct action inspired by our thoughts and sensations. I believe that God is to each one what that person is to God. The divine nature must be infinite, but we know only as much of this nature as we can embody. And in no other way can God be known to us. God, or intelligence, requires the material plane to experience itself as physical. It requires the human form to experience its humanity. And it is through our bodies, our senses, our physical, mental, and emotional selves that we begin to discover our divine nature. God needs us to experience its wholeness. And we require an awareness of spirit to experience ours. Fast forward nearly 100 years from the words of Dr. Ernest Holmes, and we look now to the spiritual teaching of modern evolutionary teacher Craig Hamilton. Craig invites us to awaken to our interdependence, to realize that there are no private moments, that we all impact each other and the whole in countless visible and invisible ways, that we are inextricably interwoven. Therefore, our life is not really our own, to do with as we please. In all of our actions, we are beholden to one another and to the whole. He invites us to relate to life from God's point of view, to look at life from the vantage point of the creative, intelligent impulse that infuses, surrounds, and contains the cosmos. If we understand this God as an impulse rather than an omnipotent being, we can see that it doesn't have any power to change the world without our willingness to align with it. So in this sense, God needs us more than we need God. We are literally the hands, feet, hearts, and voices of God in human form. And as self-reflective, choice-making beings, it is only we that can create heaven on earth. We are, in fact, in service to the whole. And so we are called to be conscious in how we serve. In the Hindu tradition, the concept of seva yoga or karma yoga, 
refers to the art of selfless service. When one performs seva, she is renouncing her own desires and instead giving her time and energy to the greater good with no expectation of result. When one offers this sacred service, he is offering his service to God by serving other human beings or society with no expectation of recognition or reward. From the Carmelite order of the Catholic tradition, we find Brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God. He served his monastery as a dishwasher. Through his devotion in attending to his task, he discovered some insights into the spiritual disciplines. The most effective way Brother Lawrence had for communicating with God was to simply do his ordinary work, obediently and out of a pure love of God. He believed it was a serious mistake to think of our prayer time as being different from any other. He often taught that we ought not to be wary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatest of the work, but the love with which it is performed. In offering sacred service, we are not jumping from spiritual things to non-spiritual things. From this heartfelt perspective, prayer is no more worthy than taking out the garbage. Rather, whatever we do is our prayer. Our self-inquiry last week flowed from the question, Who am I? Today, I invite us to ask, Why am I here? What is my highest purpose? Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, The fact that I am here certainly shows me that the soul had need of an organ here. Each of us is indispensable, essential, Spirit's full expression. It doesn't seem likely that we are given life simply to fulfill our own needs and desires. All of creation is interdependent. We rely on each other in countless ways, and we co-create our experiences together. <clears throat> Knowing that, doesn't it make sense for us to seek to do what is best for all of us, rather than following our selfish interests. In the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna tells Arjuna, at the beginning, humankind and the principle of sacrifice and selfless service 
were created together in order to convert worldly pain into happiness. Strive constantly to serve the welfare of the world. By devotion to selfless work, one attains the supreme goal of life. The Rabbi Yeshua put it this way, Whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Each of us is absolutely necessary to the establishment of a love-soaked world, a world beyond hunger, greed, war, homelessness, poverty, and fear. We must be the ones to build heaven on earth. As we move into our three minutes of shared contemplation today, I invite you to consider a decision you are facing, a choice that has implications for other people or other beings as well, one in which you may have a strong personal preference as to the outcome. Now look at it from a distance, impartially, as a divine cosmic parent who loves all their children equally. What are the possible consequences for all concerned? What are the mutual benefits? What is the highest good for all?
as our attention gently shifts back to our surroundings, into this present moment, we retain our expanded awareness of our essential unity and of our impact on others in our lives, our effect on the global web of consciousness, and on Mother Earth herself. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Choosing the highest good actually always brings about our own best outcome. If it is not the best for all beings, it cannot be the best for us either. If only out of enlightened self-interest, it behooves us to serve the highest good of all, always. As Reverend Diana continues her Teze message this morning, we allow ourselves to be moved, to be transformed into something new, to see the marvelous possibilities of a world in which we are all in service to the whole. Wherever it is that I show up consciously in the service to the whole, I bring my intention and the whole of my attention. My heart, mind, and thoughts are fully focused on being in service to the one through the activity before me. Again, from Brother Lawrence. I have abandoned all particular forms of devotion, all prayer techniques. My only prayer practice is attention. I carry on a habitual, silent, and secret conversation with God that fills me with overwhelming joy. Truly, it is a blessing to have a spiritual community in which to serve. It is my way of serving something greater than myself.
Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So I invite you to bring your awareness back into the space. Awareness of your bodies and your senses, the atmosphere in the room. And as you feel ready, opening your eyes and allowing your gaze to take in whatever is here before you. As you start to wiggle and move a little, feeling free to look around, saying good morning to anyone in the room that you might have missed on the way in, recognizing these as friends, as spiritual family, recognizing this community as one of your support systems. These are people that care about you and are here to serve. So as we close our Teze this morning, in preparation for our conversation at 10.30, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good, should you choose to do that this morning, in support of the work that we're doing in the community. And that work is growing and rippling. We had an amazing opportunity to be a part of a Beyond, what was it called, Beyond Inviting Cultures. cultures. Inviting Cultures Beyond Borders, I lost the title, at the Sikh Temple in Anderson yesterday. It was an amazing multicultural festival, and um, we had lots and lots of people come by and take information and talk with us. And we were also able to be in service as we were present there. So we're doing a lot of things around here lately. If you're joining us online this morning, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or a mailing address. And so we thank you in advance for your gifts of time, of talent, of skill, of love, of devotion, of showing up. And in addition, your financial support keeps us alive and growing and thriving. So we thank you. So as we do that, please enjoy Ricky Byers Beckwith's musical devotion, Use Me.
Notice it's not all that I can do. It's not all that I choose to do. <laughs> Show me all that I must do. What is it that's mine? So we say thank you this morning for these gifts. Feeling honored that you entrust your riches to us to grow and offer back into the community. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each one. So it is. So as we prepare for our soul's blessing, to go grab some coffee or to go on with our day, whatever we're doing today, um, I remind you uh, that we're, our 12 days of kindness is underway. So we're, this month of October, we're collecting socks, instant coffee packets, and toothbrushes to put in our care packages for the unsheltered this holiday season. This is our third year of uh, 12 Days of Kindness. April and Miley are heading that up again this year. So there is a crate next door that you want to drop your donations in for that process, uh, project. We gratefully receive them. And um, we do have some new things coming up, although your bulletin won't be out till next weekend. But it's being, the website's being updated uh, this week. Some of it's done already. So you can check the website or come in next week expecting a new bulletin to, to let you know what the rest of the year looks like for November and December. Thank you for being here this morning. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. Have a beautiful Sunday. Good morning to one and all. Good we are back, and we are ready to share, and we are enjoying this rainy autumn morning. Rain in Reading, yes. All right. So, welcome to all the returning faces and the new faces and to whoever you are on your cyber platform. Welcome. Okay. We are gathering today in thanksgiving for the divine wisdom within us among us, in this room, and around all circumstances to be expressed freely and safely. In sharing our wisdom from our calm minds and peaceful open hearts, we deepen our connection to our inner companion and among ourselves to inspire learning and unlearning for our expansion into our greatest good in all circumstances. It is percolating. 
and it's unfolding before us, through us, and for us now. Knowing all prayers are answered, I feel such gratitude for this space, space in which to hear and be heard, to learn and unlearn and always grow into our next yet to be with a renewed focused commitment to recognizing our wholeness and enjoying fulfillment. I release this word knowing it has power in the creative process of love and law. It is done. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Chris, for opening this sacred, safe space with the beautiful prayer. I love the idea of learning and unlearning because, boy, that's what we're doing, right? All the time. So I say good morning to you and welcome. If you are new here with us today or online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an independent interfaith community. We teach universal principles, practical spirituality, and I welcome you home to our community, should you choose it as one of your own. I invite you home to your own mystic heart because we're only here to point you where your answers really are, which is inside of yourself. So we begin this morning's conversation with some singing and dancing if you want to get up and move and, and wake up that way. So here we go. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible. So welcome prayer. to the mystic heart. All right. I dare you. Go ahead, sit there. <laughs> Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one. One big family, hey, 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 Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, hey. Serve today, sweet, sweet. 
how must I share? How must I share today, sweet spirit? How must I share today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will go. How must I share today, sweet spirit? question. Calling our awareness to the presence of spirit in the body as we sing and move the air around and feel the vibrations of our voices, we can sense a life energy, a presence. It's what's beating our hearts. It's moving the blood through our veins. It's moving the air into our lungs, bringing oxygen to every single cell. This is all spirit in form. And so we join together this morning in the co-creation of a love-soaked world, feeling with all of our being the shifting and the changing of the world in which we live. We're envisioning a world where all human beings embody compassion and love, joy, generosity, peace, justice, where all people everywhere honor and care for one another, honor and care for our beautiful planet that sustains every one of us, honor and care for every creature, every being. We're creating a world where all needs are met gracefully and easily. There is no strain, there is no need for struggle. All beings are well fed and enjoy the comfort and safety of home. A world where our mental and physical health and ed education and relationships are all supported, well supported by social systems that are grounded in wholeness and wellness as their primary concern. A world where every being serves the greater community, doing whatever feeds their souls and are well supported for their time and talent. And by their service, each one of us finds meaning and belonging. We're creating a world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness, where authenticity and integrity are the norm where the peace and kindness we cultivate within ourselves shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we're writing a new story, a story in which there is no greed, 
and abundance means having all that is required for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual thriving. We do not lower our vision. We will never lower our vision, no matter the appearance of the world. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but it is inevitable. We align our actions to support our vision, and a new world is being born as we sit in prayer together. Our hearts and our minds, our arms and our doors are open in radical welcome. All lines and feelings of separation have been erased in this world of our creation. In keeping with the vision, our community is open and loving. All people who seek belonging find it here. With deep faith in the great mystery that I call God, we trust that our prayer is acted upon. We prepare for its graceful unfolding in the world. We feel a deep sense of gratitude, and we release it to the Holy Presence and give thanks that it is done. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Oh. Don't do all of them every week anymore. <laughs> Mix it around, but you know. To honor everybody. We had a, an amazing experience yesterday. Some of us were at the uh, festival at the Sikh temple yesterday, um, inviting <coughs> cultures beyond borders. That's what it was called, and it was there. It was first, hopefully, an annual. They're looking at doing it as an annual thing, and there were um, singers and dancers and martial artists and speakers from all kinds of cultures and traditions. Um, there was food, there was, there was just a lot of love, is what there was. Everywhere you looked, everyone you spoke to, the love was just palpable. So thanks to all who joined us there, who took part in that. Um, we have offered to next year, should they do it, be their recycling people, because they didn't have recycling set up. So I gathered all I could on my way out. It was fun. It was a great day. So if you were with us in Teze this morning, this will be a little bit of a very brief recap, but if you weren't, it'll let you know where we left off. <clears throat> the topic of conversation this week is in service to the whole. And for those who are just joining us, we spent time contemplating the idea this morning that we are the hands, the feet, the hearts, and the voices of spirit in human form. That without us, spirit has no way of knowing what it is to be a human being. Spirit is expressing itself as humanity. And through that expression comes to know what humanness is. Let's see, my light went out again. We considered the idea that we're always in service to God as we serve one another, whether we know we are or not. So we ask a question, you know, why not do it consciously? Since that's what's happening anyway, why not jump in and, 
and just be conscious about it. We also spent time reflecting on uh, the practicing the presence of God. Uh, Brother Lawrence, way back several hundred years ago, talked about abandoning all forms of prayer other than attention and bringing that attention to everything we do, making it our prayer so that every act is a prayer. Let's see. Anything else I want to recap? No, nope. I think pretty much I'm going to use that as our jumping off point this morning. So I'd like to begin by sharing a quick story from the Hindu tradition. A monk and his student sat on the banks of the Ganges River. As the water flowed by, a large scorpion fell into the water. And the monk saw it struggling and starting to drown, and he picked it up out of the water and put it back on land. But on the way, the scorpion stung him, so he dropped it on the land. Now, a few minutes later, as they're sitting there, the scorpion fell in the water again. And the monk, without a hesitation, grabbed the scorpion and moved it to the land. On the way, the scorpion once again stung the monk. A third time, this scorpion moved toward the water, and in he went. And the monk grabbed the scorpion, got stung, and put it on the ground. The student, sitting here watching his teacher, could no longer restrain himself. He said, Master, why is it that you keep saving that beastly thing when it keeps stinging you? You're keeping it from drowning, and you're causing yourself to be stung over and over again. Can't you see that every time you do that, it's just going to sting you again? The master said, yes, I know, and he laughed. He said, it is the dharma of the scorpion to sting, and it is my dharma to save. So there it is. So who can tell me what's your understanding of what dharma is? It's a Hindu slash Buddhist term that comes from Sanskrit. What is it referring to? Okay, our nature. All right. Our sense of purpose. Our sense of purpose. Okay. In a way, it's also fate. Sort of fate. What we're here to do. Why we're here. It's why we're here. It's a calling. A calling. Yeah. It's more like, for me, it's more like a ministry or a mission. I mean, there, there's a divine mm -hmm. piece to Dharma that. Uh, like you said, it's, it's, we're all created with a certain set of talents and gifts, and, right. and they all point toward what our dharma is, what, what we're supposed to be doing here. Okay, so there's a divine component to that. So the scorpions is to sting. The <laughs> scorpions' dharma, apparently, part of it at least, is to sting. Yeah. That's a part of it. There's part of it. And there are right. multiple dharmas. Yeah, that's right. <coughs> but the monks' dharma was to at least part of it. 
So yeah, from the Sanskrit, it means right direction or rightful duty. One's inherent purpose or true calling in life. It's what we're here to do. It's what we're born for. Um, one definition said, what was written on your soul from the moment you were conceived. Mm. Mm. So, what are some other words for dharma? Does your preferred tradition, whatever that is, have a, a different way of expressing that concept? Anyone have anything that feels familiar in different language? God's will for my life sometimes is me. Okay, God's will for my life. Yeah. Could be construed as the uh, community of all things. The community of all things. He's just part of what is. Okay. It's his job to pick up the scorpion. The scorpion's job to sting him. Okay. It was just the recognition that it's all part of one thing. Right. Okay, nice. A strand in the tapestry. I think the Native American tradition would call it the vision that, uh, as a part of part of the transition into adulthood, mm -hmm. uh, the boys go on a vision quest. Okay. And so your Dharma would be the fulfillment of that vision. For okay, your life. the fulfillment of the vision. All right, nice. Yeah. So I want to say that I have a that I think I have a spirit animal, and I believe that spirit animal's a monkey. Oh. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, because I was climbing up our magnolia tree at our house. Uh huh. Yeah, and I what and I didn't fall and get hurt. Okay. Yeah, I was I was in, I, and I was looking at the the big branches and the little branches. Uh -huh. And I was climbing up all the big branches. Ah. Yeah, so and I never fell. So part of your dharma is to climb, apparently. Yeah. Nice. <coughs> Help right. with apples yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I picked a lot of apples. Picked a lot of apples. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like apples. It's apple season, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Much better dharma than stinging somebody. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So from your perspective, as a human being, what is human dharma? What are we here for as a human family? I like what Chris said about um, an inner companion, and so it seems to me that, that my dharma is to complete my wholeness by recognizing that inner companion okay. that I've always had but I've never paid any attention to. All right, so to recognize the inner companion, which you would, that would be the spirit in you? God's self, yeah. To evolve. To evolve. All right. Listening to our true self and not our false self. Oh, listening to the true self, which is akin to coming to know the inner companion and then listening to it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then acting on it. And then acting on it. <laughs> In Hebrew tradition, it would be loving God and loving others. Okay, loving God and loving others. Yeah. To serve. Uh, how does that song go? To love, serve, serve, and remember. Love, serve, and remember. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. So. Do you believe that is part of the Dharma? That humanity is here to serve mm -hmm. in some way? Who or what are we here to serve? Every and all. Every and all. God is everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so spirit is all that is. We have that awareness, I feel that's the, that's the point. Like the scorpion knows nothing else but distinct. It's right. defensive. It doesn't say, oh wait, he helped me last time, let me be nice. Right. It doesn't know. Yeah. We have that awareness. Right. We have that self-reflective capacity. Yeah, we were born of the one, and it's our job to remember that, mm -hmm. to remember that, and to choose the path back to that. Okay. We were born of the one. It's our job, our dharma, to remember that and to choose the path back to that, out and returning. David. Um, basic thing I've always heard is just love everyone and serve everyone. Mm hmm. All That's my path of what I'm here to do. Okay, beautiful. Chris? I think everyone agrees we should serve God, but God doesn't need anything. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we going to serve God? The only way we can serve God is by, is by tending to creation. Mm -hmm. Right. So that means people, that means the earth, that means taking care of everything right. and everyone. Sometimes it means keeping the trash out of the landfill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just want to say that I wish we played the song Love, Serve, and Remember. Oh, <laughs> you missed it because it played a taser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we'll see how our time goes. Maybe we can do a recap for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also want to say to remember uh -huh. that we are all one. And that includes everyone and everything. Everyone, everything. No exceptions. Even no that exceptions. one guy? Even that one guy, <laughs> that one person that drives us absolutely out of our tree, especially that one person. Uh, that scorpion. One. The scorpion, yes. Uh -huh. And when it's difficult to serve another uh, person, you can at least serve Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. Yes. The littlest thing. Don't step on that spider, for example. Right. Yeah. It's always a way to serve in every moment. Maybe learning not to be fooled by the appearances. Mm. Learning not to be fooled by the appearances. Yeah. Making the choice to pick up that scorpion again. <laughs> And again. And again. Yeah, maybe, maybe the maybe the scorpion has a reason why it's that way. And, right. And for us to serve yeah. them is to put that aside and say this person needs right. this is God's creature. Yeah. Not maybe. being judgmental. Not being judgmental. Maybe the scorpion is trying to learn how to swim. <laughs> maybe it's trying to learn how to swim. <laughs> and it's 
frustrated. <laughs> it's like, stop! Try to swim. Why do you keep picking me up? <laughs> he knows how to. Maybe knows how to swim. Maybe he's going down the stream. He's like, leave me alone. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. How fun, David. We all have our karmic path, and, and uh, that's, I think, what until we take care of what we, what our lesson is here, we can't really advance. So, as our karma unfolds, we we have more opportunity to yeah. do dharma mm -hmm. and, and uh, being a higher thing at that point. But we, we all have here for a reason. Right. And whether whether our interpretation is that east, more Eastern interpretation or some other, we're all here for a reason, yeah. right? We're not, there's no accidents in God, in spirit, in, in the evolutionary process, in the all that is. It seems to me we don't know each other's backstory. However right. far back that story goes, yeah. we only see what's right in front of us and we mm -hmm. don't have that we don't have right. that backstory for right. everybody, in everybody. Right, so someone who comes before us that we might push aside, you know, what is that person's background? What is it, even in the most heinous of crimes or difficult of people, what is it that happened to you in your life that created such a need that you would do such a thing? You know, what is it really like to be you, like all the way back to conception? What if we looked at every person that crossed our paths with those eyes? Yes? So, what I want to say is I, for the periodic table of elements. Oh my gosh, the whole thing? Yeah, I just read it from one book wow. called Science Comments, The Periodic Table of Elements. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. All yeah. of the material things that everything's made out of. Yeah, yeah, and everything we see is, yeah. has uh, some atoms in it. Atoms, yeah. Atoms, yeah, yeah like this chair. Or even Chris's hair. Even Chris's hair. <laughs> or, no, a few less atoms in there. Or this ring that Chris is wearing. That's right. Everything yeah. is made yep. from those. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Guess who is also made out of atoms? What? Chris. Atomic <laughs> <laughs> man. The atomic man. <laughs> yep. So what's the difference between service with a small s? Just we're in service and sacred service? Your attitude. Your attitude. Would you like to say more? Yeah, you're doing it for God. You're doing it with, with a... Uh, uh, doing it with love. Spiritual mindset. Yes, exactly. Okay. Doing it with love. There you go. Alright. With love, with focus on service to God through whatever the act is. Right. What else, David? So you're doing it fully conscious. Fully conscious. Um, yeah bringing your full attention and your full intentionality to the task. That's what I wanted to say is the word attention. Bring the attention to your process. Right. Even if you're tardy in some ways, 
you're still in process. Yeah. You don't need to focus on what you don't have, but you need to learn all the time being in present. So being consciously present with whatever's before you and having an attitude that this is in fact service to the all that is, because there isn't anything else. Right. Yes. I just had a thought when we're talking about Dharma is we talk a lot about the, the law of cause and effect and how our beliefs and our habitual thinking creates. Mm -hmm opportunities for us, right? but those those opportunities and those things are not there to punish us, they're there to show us our dharma. Right. They're, yeah. they're there to, to make course corrections along right. the way. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no punishment involved. It's, it's just pointers. Like, no, not that way. This way. No. How about this way? So it seems the monk was ignoring the scorpion. Yes. The scorpion had a job to do, and <laughs> it was like, he right. wanted to go downstream. Yeah. But the monk didn't recognize that. <laughs> he kept getting in his way. Right. <laughs> but that was his dharma, was to, right. to not allow a creature to die if he could help it. But maybe he was interfering. Maybe it wasn't dying. Maybe it wasn't dying, maybe he was interfering. And we don't ever know that, do we? So, part of, go ahead. That's what's kind of the funny part about it, is our trying to assess it and judge it. Right. Figure out what we're supposed to do. I think there's an intuition that we can be guided by. Yes. And as we, as I settle into that intuition, I, I recognize it sooner, I'm able to respond, mm -hmm. and trust that it was okay, and right. what it was supposed to be. So, being conscious, attentive <clears throat> enough to have the question always ready, what is mine to do? Is this thing that is before me internally, intuitively, am I, am I really called? Is spirit calling me to this? Not, does it look like fun and do I want to? Because it might be that it is mine and it doesn't look like fun and I don't really want to. Or it might be that I'm very excited to go and do this thing and help, but it really isn't mine to do, I'm gonna interfere. And so getting in tune with internally in that intuitive knowing, that voice of spirit, you know, is this mine? And then only responding when it is. So are you saying that that reflection, course correction, is our protection? Yes. Yeah. Our protection from interference, our protection from having harm come as a result to anyone involved. Yeah. So you really can't make a mistake. <laughs> right. A, go, a, a good friend of mine, William Shakespeare, once said... <laughs> a good friend of mine. I'm not that together. old, really. It just <laughs> <laughs> he said, nothing is either good nor bad, but how we think of it. So we're conditioned yeah. to think of things in certain right. ways. Mm -hmm. Just as the monk thought the scorpion should be on land, and the scorpion thought this guy should leave me alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right? So it's... Yeah. It's how, as, as we've grown and developed in our environment, how are we conditioned to think of things as either good or bad? Well, yeah. the, the reality is they're either neither good nor bad. Right. They just are. They just are. Until right. we label them. Back to the unlearning. Back to the unlearning. Thank you for that prayer. <laughs> That's beautiful. That was from my inner companion. Ah, uh, listened to your inner companion.
So, who are some of the people that you admire? You don't. I mean, you can call them out. Some of the people you admire for their service, their capacity to serve in the world. People that you're aware of. Or you don't have to call them out. You just want to bring them to mind. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. Right. Brother Luis. Brother Luis. Yeah. Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. Who? Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Bill Russell. What are the quality? Oh, David, go ahead. Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson. Yeah. So what are the qualities, and you can keep calling out people if they come to you, but what are the qualities that you admire in these people? <coughs> Courage Selfless and commitment. service. Courage, commitment, selfless service. Humility amidst enormous success. Humility amidst enormous success. That takes some doing. And generosity. Generosity. I think of uh, Mother Teresa, and every once in a while she'll just, I'll, I'll read a quote from her that just floors me. Like one of them was, well, I have patience because I know that there's a Hitler inside of me also. Right. Wow, if there's a Hitler inside of Mother Teresa, I'm <laughs> in big trouble. Depends <laughs> 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 which one you want to feed. Right? right. So you do know that if you are recognizing these qualities in others, that you have these qualities within you as well, right? Because you, you would have nothing with which to recognize if you didn't have some familiarity with that quality within yourself. Right. The, uh, I read recently a book called Walking on the Wind. It's written by a Native person with Native American background. Mm -hmm. And one of the catchphrases or one of the points is, I am this <coughs> and I am that. Because you're, yes. you're all of it. Right. You're all of it. Yeah. So can you recognize and acknowledge these qualities in yourself. Are you comfortable owning those qualities yourself, for yourself, as you? Mm. Make me feel too big for my britches again. Mm. <laughs> Getting too big for your britches. We've all heard that kind of stuff, or most of us anyway, growing up. It takes a lot of courage to be truly selfless in serving others. Right. We're so used to putting ourselves first. Yeah. Uh, what's in it for me? And to set that aside, uh, is it takes courage. It does take courage. There's also, I even stretch it so far as to call it an art form, too. Owning those qualities as spirit within me. And if I'm truly doing that, the God within me is doing the work, then that is the humility because it's all too tempting as human beings that as we start to acknowledge our own greatness, <laughs> you know, the humility can dwindle and to keep those things in balance, in check. Well, I was thinking it's part of the journey, I think, to come to recognize, mm -hmm. to accept that this is, that this is true. And I also have to wonder how many of the people that I recognize that I like, Dolly Parton, mm -hmm. would say, no, that's not who I am. Yeah. 
because just because we are that way, just because we do give, doesn't mean that we accept that that says something about us. Right. Yeah. I think those <coughs> qualities are evidence of themselves of us not buying into having those qualities. Yeah. It's true. Those qualities are there. People see those qualities. It, it, they're, they show themselves without our having to. In fact, once we're promoting them, we're, we've lost that. <laughs> we've fallen off of it. So. I think uh, Jesus was a great example of that. He was well aware of his greatness, but but he wore it with humility. Right. Great humility. Yes. A great example. Sure. So when Mystic Heart began, we talked about six pillars to a spiritual life. And we've since, I've since bumped another one in there. So we have seven pillars at this point. Um, can anybody remember any of what those pillars are? Service. Okay, so definitely sacred service is one of those. Study. Practicing the possible through. Study. Celebrate. Prayer. Celebration. Would it be love? Love must flow through all of them. Okay, but it's not <laughs> one of the pillars. It's no. Okay. Not separate from, no. It's the foundation. <laughs> What's your favorite one, David? <laughs> Every morning you do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Meditation. Meditation. Yeah. So meditation, prayer, study, circulation, mm -hmm. celebration, self-inquiry, and sacred service. Those are the seven forms of practice that we give focus and attention to. And it's my belief that if you spend a little bit of time engaged consciously in each of those throughout your week, throughout your days, throughout your months, that you'll have a well-balanced spiritual life. And you will be a positive contribution to your friends, your family, your neighbors, your community, whatever, wherever it is you're serving. Seven is a number that in, in numerology and many mystical traditions represents spiritual completion. So I like that we added self-inquiry in there and made it a seven instead of a six. Um, so looking at the seven pillars, I invite you to contemplate this week, where is your practice the strongest of these seven? Where is, where is your practice the strongest? Do you have a balanced practice? Or do you pretty much do all one thing and not the others? Is there a pillar that you feel called to strengthen at this time? So these are some things you can take into your week if you feel called to do so. And I'm going to close our conversation with a brief prayer this morning. Giving thanks that there is but one life. Giving thanks that we recognize and acknowledge the all that is as creator, as created, as creative process. 
giving thanks that there is nothing else, and so we are free to recognize within ourselves these divine qualities. I know for each one here that being in service to the whole is an important part of our lives. That to be in a space, a community, and a way of thinking as we um, express here at this community, in this community, that one must be a conscious servant. What else would draw you here? And so I know that each one takes these ideas and lets them percolate this week. Let's them be a part of our every waking moment so that we might be a more beneficial presence this coming week than we were last week, each one of us. And on and on it goes. And so I say thank you, Spirit, for bringing us all together, for creating this family, for giving us exposure. Yesterday we had a lot of information picked up and carried out, and I know that we continue to reach many hearts. And so for these gifts and for all the many, these countless blessings of every day, I say thank you, Spirit. I release this prayer. It's already done its work, and so I can just let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. This is awesome. We have a great lunch next door for after service. But before that, we have just a couple other things. I'd like to offer you the opportunity, as we do each Sunday, to give of your financial good, should you choose to do that with this community, um, to further support our growth and our work in the world. And so... Um, this morning, oh, if you're with us online, I don't want to forget, we have a, our online viewers. Um, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or a mailing address. And uh, we thank you in advance for all of your gifts. There's just a deep gratitude that flows um, just at our ability to continue our work because of the work that the uh, gifts that you offer. Yes. You've had all this time and all these things to say. Well, yeah, and, and now I figured out some things to say here. All right. Well, keep it going. I love it. Yeah. Bring them again next week so that you can speak. <laughs> okay. We love hearing from you. <laughs> All right, and as we offer this time this morning, we've got an invitation from Jason Mraz to be where your feet are. <laughs> be present. Like I'm surfing on a sound wave Zooming through the universe Feels like we're bouncing off a of light wave 
some lunch. It smells pretty good over there. I also wanted to say that uh, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday today, this year, and we won't be having a, a Sunday morning service that, that day, so we'll be uh, replaying the video of Wednesday the Wednesday night, night service. service. On, so, yeah. So. so take that off your calendar. <laughs> yeah. 
not not the Wednesday night service. And I'm looking ahead to making this a, a true interfaith season of lights on that Wednesday night. So more to come.